0: Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent is from Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and just decrees that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet, before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is the word of the Lord. We now read the intro responsively by half-verse. Say to the daughter of Zion, The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. Restore us, O God. Turn again, O God of hosts. but let your hand be on the man of your right hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Say to the daughter of Zion, The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard. The epistle is from Romans chapter 15. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity, because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that the summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you afraid of the coming of the day of the Lord, or do you hope for it? If we think about some of the things that Jesus and Malachi just told us about the coming day of the Lord, perhaps we can understand why some, at least, would be afraid of it. After all, you heard from our Old Testament how the arrogant and the evildoer will be set ablaze. They're going to be made to be stubble. They're not going to have any root or branch which they're going to be able to fall back on or rely on to spring back up. But instead, they are going to be ashes under the feet of those who fear the name. Again, I think we can understand why some people are afraid of that coming. And yet, from our reading in Malachi and also our reading in the Gospel, we also can recognize the truth that for us, for we who do fear the name, which is simply to say, those who do believe in the name, believe in Jesus and what he did on the cross for us, that that coming day is clearly something to hope for. That we who fear the name should look forward to the rising of the son of righteousness the one who's going to come with healing in his wings that we should look forward and be excited that we're going to be leaping out like calves from the stall and even though perhaps this sounds a little bit weird that we are going to tread the wicked Under our feet. Which is simply to say that when that day comes, that good will triumph over evil. But a question that we ask ourselves is when is that day? Because remember, our reading from Malachi here is actually the last chapter of Malachi, and remember that Malachi is actually the last book in the Old Testament. Which is to say that what we just heard from Malachi is the last word of God that we get, or that the people got, for about 400 years or so. Until an angel came to Mary and Joseph in a dream, or talked to Zechariah in the temple. So, that makes it a little bit difficult for us when we look at this. That this, this word about the day of the Lord, is it talking about the day when Jesus came, or is it talking about the last day? When, to be fair, Jesus also will come. Well, remembering that we are dealing here with a prophecy, we can look at the then and there like we just did. Its context is speaking to the Old Testament people who are about to face a silence from the Lord for about 400 years. And we can recognize the truth that we also get here that this hope would be answered by the coming of the prophesied Elijah. That the one who heralded the coming of the Son of Man was also the one who is heralding the coming of the day of the Lord. And so, at least in some aspects, this has to be talking about when Jesus came on Christmas. And yet, we also can look backward from where we are now, and we can see that that was only the beginning of the fulfillment of this prophecy. We can recognize the truth that Jesus himself declared that John the Baptist is the prophesied Elijah. Elijah. That he is the one who was supposed to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord and therefore the one who also was heralding the coming of the day of the Lord. Which means that this prophecy was partially, at least, fulfilled when Jesus came. But when we think about that, we can look at the first part of Malachi's prophecy, and we can perhaps start to ask some more questions. We can even look around at the time that we live in now, and we can ask some of these questions, and we can ask things like, well, if Jesus came, why aren't the arrogant and evildoers stubble yet? Why haven't they been set ablaze so that they have no root or branch and are now ashes under our feet? Or we can look at our lives and we can say, Why are we still suffering when we were promised healing and righteousness and joy, like calves being let out of a stall? And it can be easy to look around and see the lack of these realities... And mistake that to mean that the day of the Lord hasn't come yet. Or, we can look forward. We can recognize the truth that, in a very real sense, we are actually still in the day of the Lord. And we can recognize the truth that these prophecies that Malachi gave us will still come true. And we can recognize the truth as well, that the Son of Man will return once again. Jesus helps us with this when he gives us his prophecies, as you heard one of them in the Gospel reading. He made it clear that, yes, He had come at that time, 2,000 years ago. But that the purpose of that coming was to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And that He succeeded in what He came to do. But we also then get His prophecies here about how He will return. And that when He does... He will finally come in glory and clouds. Which is to say that when he returns again, he will return and do what he has promised to do in our prophecies from Malachi. He will come. Which means that we have hope. Even though we look around at the world around us and we have many questions about how God is letting these things happen, there is still hope, because there is still the promises of God, promises such as that the hearts of children and fathers will be turned to each other, promises like he will rise with healing in his wings. And all of this is to say that Jesus' arrival on earth was the beginning of that great day of the Lord, but that the full reality, the completion, the full fulfillment of that day isn't going to occur until the last day. Or perhaps another way to think about it, that the coming of Jesus was the beginning of the end days. And that his coming again will be the end of those days and will be the beginning of the new creation. So, you are free to continue to hope, to continue to trust, knowing that though perhaps fully God has not fulfilled this prophecy yet. That the day will come when he does. That the day will come when good will finally triumph completely over evil. That the day will come when the arrogant and the proud will be reduced. And the humble, those who fear the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, will be sheltered by the Son of Righteousness with healing in his wings you are free to remember the truth that no matter what things look like around us, that even if we question whether or not God is truly there, whether he's truly fulfilling his promises, you're free to look at the word, to trust those promises, even in the midst of your questions, knowing that he will fulfill them just as he has fulfilled his other promises, and just as he will continue to fulfill his promises. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.